Dr. Catherine Jordan. Dr. Stephanie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I am so excited that you have joined us today on Praxis No Filter. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited. About you, Dr. Catherine Jordan, Assistant Director and Human Resources at Duke University Hospital. She is what I would like to say a triple threat, possessing three degrees from North Carolina A&T State University. Do I need to create space for you to say something right right there? Aggie Price. (laughs) All right. She holds a bachelor's, master's, and PhD in industrial and systems engineering. Further, she is my soror and member of Alpha, Kappa Alpha Sorority (laughs) Incorporated. And finally, she is a wife, a mommy to a beautiful daughter who really runs the house. Absolutely. (laughs) And she is a woman of God. So Dr. Jordan, welcome to Practice No Filter. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Well, we have a lot to get into, and I couldn't be more excited for everyone to learn a little bit about who you are. So I will start. Uh, We've been sheltering in place for over 60 some days. I've lost count at this point. (laughs) I just want to check in. How are you doing? How are you holding up during this time? Oh, my God. It's a lot. That. It is a lot. And I would say how I'm doing um, is variable. I mean, some days are amazing. Some days it's I'm grateful for the silence. I'm Mm. grateful for the stillness. It's it's it is a comforting piece. And then other times I'm somewhere in a fetal position like, wait a minute, this is a lot going on. It's overwhelming. Um, The statistics are alarming. Um, You know, I represent a population with several of the um, high risk factors. That's alarming. Um, Just the rhetoric we hear from our leadership is just annoying at best. And um, it varies from day to day. But overall, you know, we're still here. The family's together. There's been a lot of creative things. We've come out of it. just in the hustle and bustle of work. I think I speaking personally, I feel I've taken for granted and I'm just grateful overall for the bigger picture. Absolutely. It it varies. Today's a good day. So, you know, yeah, I, I completely feel you. And I think we have to appreciate that balance, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, some mornings I'm great, but by the afternoon I may be in that fetal position. So (laughs) Right. It, exactly. it just varies. Well, it it varies. varies. Uh, what are you learning about yourself as a professional and then as a wife, as a mom, as a daughter? Oh my are you are you finding that those lessons are intersecting or are there distinctions that you are realizing about Dr. Jordan? Now, some things I will say there is a common theme like our pastor, um, shameless plug for Dr. Kedrick Lowry of Grace Church of Durham um, has been talking about a series of reset and I feel that in so many realms I need to reset I mean professionally I am tickled at how many things were so urgent and now they're an email I always said that could have been an email (laughs) but now it's like hey that's an email or a zoom call 
that, you know, there have been so many things that were so pressing and, oh, I got to miss lunch because I can't, I have to be here. Well, no, you don't. And we're operating quite well for the past, you know, two and a half months without it. Um, I think professionally, you know, I feel like I've drunk the Kool-Aid looking at the different accolades and things of how we're supposed to be defined to function. And this has really busted it up to say, no, that's not so. Um, I feel as a wife, I did a great job with my husband. I am not one of the people posting memes like, if he gets missing, I don't know where he is. Like, we <laughs> have enjoyed being around each other more. Um, I, I know that I've learned about myself that um, I can often struggle with comparison. So I could say, yeah. well, babe, I had a terrible day. And because his day does not look like mine, I feel like I have at time minimized his work. But seeing the things that and hearing the calls and listening is giving me a greater appreciation. Like, wow, just because he doesn't come home and pick up a laptop again doesn't mean he's not working as hard. So just definitely a different appreciation um, as a mom. I, wow, I, I admire the energy of a three-year-old. Like, she <laughs> is resilient. I mean, she's sad one minute. She wants to play. And again, I, I try to look at it optimistically. Like, this is a great opportunity to watch this little girl blossom. And I try to be, I try to understand that, and, and maybe even look through her lens, that there is no impact. She has mama, daddy, grandma's here now. Like, she's just like, this is amazing. This is better than Christmas. I think she said That's that the right. other day. It's Christmas every right. day. It's like, this is excellent. We get TV. Mom's on a call. So, you know, trying to think about it like that. And then I think about as a daughter, just the overall role reversal. I mean, calling dad, where's your mask? Where are you going? You do not need to go here or you know, mom, like, where have you taken your medicines? Where's, you know, do you have toilet tissue? How are you eating? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, just trying to be, because this, that's something we've not seen. And before when we had no idea other than, oh, this is an old people sickness. I'm like, okay, well, my parents, they, they fit that demographic. So let's make sure they're in place and those type of things. Um, but I think through it all, I, I go back to the original point. I still think it was a time to reset just because some of the notions and ideas that I've taken on, and I'd, I'd even say as women, as African-American women, we often take on, does not have to be that way. We can definitely mm -hmm. redefine it. We can share some of the load with other people. We can miss a day. We can lounge. We can cry yes. about it we can pick ourselves back up and still continue to be the fabulous women that we are come on i think you just uh, shout out to your pastor for, <laughs> for, for the missionary and the preaching yeah, that you've given preacher. on this line yeah, um, it's absolutely true because there is this uh, thought that there is this cape that's attached to us right and it needs to, you know, be shared. It needs to be packed up. Um, sometimes it needs to be ironed out and laundered right. differently because those are all various elements of us. And and I'm finding, you know, I've been working from home mm -hmm. while my spouse is considered an essential employee. Mm -hmm. And it has made me have an even deeper appreciation, as you were suggesting, because 
he is literally putting himself in harm's way Absolutely. Mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sitting here talking about diversity and equity and inclusion work <laughs> from the comfort of my home. And it's gritty and messy, but I'm sitting at home doing it. So mm-hmm. there is a privilege that I have been able to operate in. And right. so lifting up those considerations, I think sharing with you, you know, my daughter is a little bit older than yours, but mm-hmm. as a parent, um, and I talked about this on another episode of really being mindful of how am I still modeling this ability to balance right. that it's important for her as a young adult woman mm-hmm. to see me taking breaks, to see me taking a nap, mm-hmm. to see me stepping away. Yeah. And, and she's been really good in telling me, I was telling her, earlier I was like I've had a really busy morning she was like you need to get up you need to go stand outside just walk (laughs) just move and I was like yes I do like I needed (laughs) that accountability coming from her and then certainly with my mother living here with us she's been pretty much you know in the house of of being almost an 87 year old woman and listening to the news you would just think like do not go outside (laughs) at all And that's impossible. So I've had to say, come on, let's go for a walk or let's go for a drive. You need some vitamin D. Right. Um, And and you need to, you know, and and for your sanity, because you're not used to having us here. (laughs) (laughs) This is usually your house. And we have just, you know, jacked up your spot altogether. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with all of those. So I'm curious. um, I am certain of being an HR professional, <laughs> that this is your time to oh shine, right? Ooh. So folks are having some difficult times mm-hmm. in terms of balancing, working from home, mm-hmm. and parenting and caregiving and managing stress. So mm-hmm. what considerations have you been lifting up and what do you have to suggest to people that are just really trying to cope and make it right, right now? No, that's a, that's a great question. And it's, it's funny because you know, we, we are now dealing with more attendance questions. Um, you know, people are afraid to come to work and, you know, you're, you're front line. We need all the nurses we can get. Um, I would say when they close the schools, that really hit because mm-hmm. again, you know, you being in the DNI space, um, it's, it's presumptuous to assume there's a husband there working from home. It's come presumptuous on. to assume Oh, well, they'll just call their nanny. And it's been so interesting to hear the, you know, in that realm that these are some of these suggestions. Well, why don't they just get nannies? And it's, well, they make sixteen twenty-five an hour. Come on. So I don't know if they can afford those things. And who am I to tell someone that their apprehension is not valid? That's they right. may have an elderly, an elderly person in their home. So I would say from the HR um, perspective, we have you know, had a disclaimer to say, you know, this is as of today, 520 at 435. (laughs) This is fluid, you know, and we're trying to put the people um, amidst the policy. Mm. There's a lot of things they're seeing. There's a lot of things that are changing. There's a lot of grant funding. We're trying our best to, you know, get, but at the same time, we have to disbunk a lot of distrust within leadership and employee. So for example, there's funding if we can provide all the idle time that has taken place because of COVID. Because if volumes are down, half of your employees are gone. And right now they've, they've still been able to be paid. But for me to say, hey, employee, 
come on, Stephanie, tell me what percent idol have you been? Wow. I'm not telling you that. At I'm all. Right. <laughs> There's because, a risk associated there. Right. Because of the hospital down the street, they're already laying off. I don't feel comfortable. Mm. So it, it is a big dynamic to say, please trust me when we have a moving target. So while we can't take each case by on an individual realm, there has been some grace afforded because we don't know. And at the end of the day, you know, Duke's mission, caring for our patients, there's also that part where we care for each other in there and we're trying to be each other's keeper. Um, so again, it's, it's just been fluid. We stick to the policy, but there is some leniency involved because it's really unchartered. We don't know. I love that. I love that. And for folks that unfortunately have lost employment mm-hmm. or are underemployed as a result of this pandemic, what are some suggestions that you have for them while they're sheltering in place? Like how can they, you know, just keep themselves relevant and connected to the job market? So I would say the first thing for them to know that they're not alone. Um, they don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel. I know several people are in amazing industries. And when this happened, because there was a layoff, they were like, oh, I should have picked blah, blah, blah. That does not mean everything you worked for um, is now void. I'd say during the time, if you still have the resources, there are so many free certifications online. A lot of schools are streaming things. I'd also take the time to breathe and think about what is something that I can do. And this isn't just for people that are out. I'm talking about people that are also employed. Where is some talent or some trade that you have that can be monetized? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's life coaching. It could be editing. It could be, I, I mean, I look at all the seamstress that came on the scene with the mask. Like, Come on. There are things that you can do um, and, and think about it because at the end of the day, you never know what people are paying for. I'd also say to be very strategic. If you know that schools are out and you know there are people that are trying to go to work, this will be an amazing time to offer um, child care services or, you know, this place has a camera I can get this. I already have a reference check. This will be the time to start some grassroots. Hey, everybody can meet at my house for this. Um, Same thing with shopping. There's a lot of elders. Um, If you look at the technology, those shopping portals are backed up. I mean, you know, use what you can. and, And more importantly, don't be silent. You never know what person is in the room that can connect you to your next big role to your destiny. So take the time to take a breath to say, okay, well, these are the skills I had. I definitely think they're transferable here. And if you are comfortable with technology, there's going to be a big boom towards telehealth because even as this, whatever it's going to be, we're not going to be in that old norm ever again. So you can get ahead of the curve in that way. So thank you for the transition, doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to get into this blog. And yes, it is a spinoff of what you were saying. So this week's entry was entitled The Siri God, speaking mm-hmm. of technology. <laughs> and it explored how often we are more willing to put our faith 
uh, in trust in technology than in God. So you identify as a scientist. Anybody who knows you or looks you up, we know that that rings very loudly. But you also identify as a believer. Mm -hmm. So what challenges as well as triumphs have you experienced along this dichotomy, this balancing the two? Okay. Well, I, I think it's so interesting that so many scientists um, are, are considered in opposition to Christianity. To me, they work in tandem. I mean, if you look in the Bible, God speaks of the medicines, the physicians. He acknowledges the profession. And I feel like where the hiccups come in a line, our technology right now has been instantaneous. You know, I get this instant gratification. Um, even my three-year-old is well-versed enough to know, oh, mommy, this is spinning. Something's wrong with the internet. Um, <laughs> we, we are wired well enough to know the triggers and those things. And it happened very quickly. I think in terms of Christianity, those triggers are still there. Um, the, the conversation, the leading, the urging, you know, the guidance is still there, but we don't always recognize it. We don't mm. recognize it when we read. We don't know if it doesn't come from my pastor that I'm supposed to do it. Um, it doesn't answer all the time. So if we have this prayer and we feel like, oh, my God, I prayed the walls down and nothing happened. I don't know if he heard me. Um, those are, I feel like, the struggle back and forth um, when it comes to the two. But I, I feel like if you are attuned and you give yourself time to understand technology, I mean, think back to when we had the dial up to now, I think that parallels the same with Christ. The more you have a relationship and conversation, it gets better. And you, and you begin to know the urgings and, you know, as the old folks, well, he led me this way. You really know because yeah. you have spent time and you recognize his voice in different ways. I love that. And I, if we didn't realize the value and the benefit of technology to our faith walk and our uh -huh. faith communities, we got it now, right? Right. Oh, oh my God. And I believe that we are reaching folks through the uh -huh. utility of doing our uh, services online and, you know, YouTube premium, Facebook live, uh -huh. Instagram in ways that we never imagined. Right. So, Talk a little bit about how technology can draw people in, um, in ways that, and, and how we might consider that moving forward. Because as you said earlier, things are, have shifted and they may not look the way they used to look. Right. And see, and I, I mean, I think that's amazing because one of the questions, whether it's church or wherever, you know, there is a battle about the generations. Right. Come on. How do I get, you know, I don't want to play that song. I don't want to do this. And I think, you know, no shade to my seniors. There was a misconception that if I was on my phone, I must be on that Facebook or looking around like mm. it never applied that maybe my Bible is on my phone or you know, maybe I'm getting directions or maybe I'm, you know, there's so many things because our phones are much more than what phones used to be. I mean, if I was willing to guess, I'm pretty sure just communication, a call is probably the least people use their phones for it that we're not doing. So <laughs> That's right. I think now that people have opened up that, wow, it's a way that I can 
see my parents. It's a way that I can see service. It's a way that I can connect way beyond me. I think it can be introduced. Now, I, I certainly, you know, value the dwelling amongst each other. I miss one of our ushers hugs. Like I cannot wait. Like she hugs you in your whole back, just thinking like, Ooh, I miss her. I cannot wait for a hug. Yes. You know, there is a way to connect. And like, even with zoom, it feels so amazing. We had a youth uh, ministry on um, Bible study on Instagram live and we had other people joining and there was challenges. And I would say it was more interactive then a lot of times face to face. And I don't mm-hmm. think that God was absent. I feel he's the same there. And, and it's a it's a matter of people stepping up and figuring out how we can migrate the two because there's no reason to negate the power that it's provided. Oh, that's amazing. I think coupled with that, you know, you on that book again. I'm on the book. I'm on the book. I'm <laughs> you on, on the book, book again. Is this um, tension between people who reject science mm-hmm. and, you know, focus on I'm covered by the blood. Mm-hmm. Like when you we are navigating in spaces right now what? that people are saying, well, I don't have to listen to these guidelines because I'm covered. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about how we maneuver through that and what are some considerations that we should take to mind and take to heart? So when, and that's interesting because, you know, for those that don't know, I'm very much a pastor's kid. And one of the things that, you know, when she was in her prime, her thing was back it with scripture. Where where is that? And I, and I think about it because if we're looking in scripture, you know, a plague is nothing new. You know, we, we've had plagues before. And I think about the one about the firstborns and, we were commanded to put the lamb's blood above the door. Now, in my mind, that means you're telling me something to do. I'm clearly covered in the blood. I I am the chosen. I'm quarantined just like I am now. And I have to listen to what you're saying. I feel like a covering doesn't give you a get out of jail free card to rebel or lack. You know what I mean? Say that again for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, being covered in the blood does not give you a get out of jail free card. You you can't rebel. You you have to focus. And, and you know, you think about when God was tempted by um, Satan and, you know, quick synopsis, you know, he comes up and says, you know, if, if you're the son of God, leap. And, 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 you know, paraphrasing, we're not called to put God to the test. You, that, that's, that's not, that's not what you're here. So you can certainly be a believer and walk in wisdom and, and walk in, you know, accordance to the, the information that's being provided to you and, and know that you'll be well. Even still, believers who are completely covered by the blood have contracted it. They've even, they've even survived that's because right. it's an additional testimony. There, there is no covering and, and there's no need to be foolish to prove <laughs> your love for God. Mm. That, that doesn't make any sense. He wants you here, you know, and, and it, and it blows right. my mind because there's people, you know, that are walking without masks and it's just like, well, you know, if it's your time to go, it's your time. Okay, well, cool. Well, can you not take me out or my mom or my grandma <laughs> while you're doing it? Like, that's okay because this is highly contagious. So if you don't want to care for yourself, that's fine. Let's not hurt each other 
and and see who wins in terms of their love for God. That's that's just not how he works. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally blown away, and I and I further balance that with. I want to watch the news. Like I'm a, I'm a political junkie. So <laughs> this time, you know, if, if we weren't dealing with this, I would be glued to the news in preparation of our election. Yes. But I have to balance the desire to be informed and the overwhelming mm-hmm. anxiety that can take place mm-hmm. if I'm glued too much to that mm-hmm. television. So I have to use that wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, that God speaks about mm-hmm. of knowing, you know, how to move through um, sequences and opportunities and knowing when enough is enough and that I I need to have my focus on God as opposed to these numbers that are coming up that are, you know, contrary, it feels like to that abundant life mm-hmm. that Jesus came for. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about deepening that technology love mm-hmm. and expertise that you have. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was just thinking about it. if you were to design some sort of technology to assist us in operating in our faith more deeply, mm-hmm. what do you envision? What would that look like? Oh my God. So one of one of the things I've been doing in this whole thing is watching Shameless TV. So one of the shows I'm watching now comes on Amazon. It's called Upload. And that's just just one of the areas in it is that the a person can it's, it looks like a hairdryer sits on their hairdryer they call out a memory and it put they relive the memory like a movie in front of them like there's credits there's music the whole thing wow it's, 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 it's interesting it's definitely interesting um if it were me i would love to have something similar to that that operates off of your metaphysical like oh my god her heart rate is this she's sweating she's experiencing anxiety and show me with me a time that god has already delivered me from anxiety or he's already delivered me from helplessness because (laughs) what we're facing right now is not it is new but the feelings are not he has definitely delivered us from helplessness before He's definitely been a provider before. He's, I mean, I could go on. He's definitely been a protector when we were in fear. We just don't remember it because it doesn't look the same. And, and, and if, Come if on. I could see it and I could remember, you know, it's like, oh, he did it before. Surely he can do it again. You know, and, and I think that would help our faith because we get the strict scriptures all the time. We know them to memory, but sometimes when you see yourself, you can remember that fetal position. Oh, this is not the first time I have wailed and cried. This is not the first time I've been frustrated or fearful. And wow, he pulled me out of that before as well. Listen here. You heard it first. Get your money (laughs) together. Let's go fund this to try to bring it up. I mean, I even think about something as powerful as a scent. Scents can can trigger me Mm -hmm. and take me back to memories. Mm. But I love what you're saying because we do feel like we've never been in this Mm -hmm. position before. And God has been faithful through the years, Mm -hmm. through so many situations. And if we can just pause to Mm -hmm. recall upon Mm -hmm. that, we can get through that moment, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. That's good, doctor. That's good. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> we'll put a we'll put a link in here after this so we get this going. Absolutely. So 
I like to identify as a dangerously privileged curator of faith. How do you curate your faith, doctor? I would just say, you know, faith is coming from hearing, you know, hearing the word of God. And to me, now that there is some downtime, whether I decide it or not, I have to be mindful of the sources that come to me. So instead of, you know, reality TV all the time, there has to be some, if it's Bishop Jakes or Pastor Todd, there has to be something that's coming through that's positive and it's reiterating those things that I'm fearful because, you know, as you said, you know, you look at the numbers, science, you know, you look at it and it's like, oh my God, that's exponential. That causes you to fear. But if you're a Christian, yes. you should be caused to be cautious. So what I need to hear is how other people were cautious and survived. So I can keep my mind on things that will not take me out because your mind will take mm-hmm. you out. There will be enough. I mean, I remember just after seeing 45 up there touting some stuff, I, my chest, you couldn't tell me I didn't have COVID. I was like, oh my God, my chest helped. Like it was just the most bizarre thing. And it was like, that's yep. what you fed yourself. So for me, it's really about being very deliberate, even if I want to, even if Saturday was hard, I don't want to stream, I don't want to see, but I have to, because I know it changes the whole perspective, the whole perspective. Come on. I've had many times where I felt like my mind has betrayed me before <laughs> right. my body. Right. It truly is a thing. If, if you get it in there... Mm-hmm. Just like you were able to persevere through three degrees, it had to get into your mind. The the body, I can't even imagine (laughs) what that felt like all Mm -hmm. the time of of pursuing, you know, three different degrees and continuing to go, but you got it in Mm -hmm. your mind. If you had focused on being tired, (laughs) being overextended, don't feel like doing it anymore, then that exhaustion can keep you from, you know, being Mm -hmm. mobile. But but that's it. That is it. Well, do you have any final words for the people? I would just say for the people in the back, we, I really want us all, myself included, to come out so much better than what we went in. Um, I would say let's not get bogged down to this whole new normal. I mean, I think we can define the normal. And while I love the memes, please don't come out of this 50 pounds every year. We don't have to do that. We do not have to receive that. You do not have That's to right. eat everything. You can go out. You can appreciate walks. I mean, I have been convicted like walking like, oh my God, I didn't even know they were building up this whole subdivision down here. So take the time while it's fearful, be wise, but enjoy what's given. You don't have to be a prisoner. Do not fall for that narrative. We will get through this. And I just, again, I just want us all to be better. We just have to be very vigilant about it and deliberate, but we can be. And that better doesn't mean that we have to come out having produced X amount of things. That better is that, that Mm -hmm. mindset, as you're saying, technology has become a friend to us in many ways that we may have rejected it previously. So it's provided access, it's provided you know, affirmation Mm -hmm. and, and connection. And, and those are the things that we need to be able to leave with, you know, like 
relationships that were reestablished and, and new things about yourself of like you saying, I didn't have to do that. That could have been an email. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. 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 Well, I thank you so much. We wish you all the best on your many endeavors. How can people follow you and and get in touch with you if they want to talk more about this and they want to find this idea you got? That'd be great. I'm on Instagram at at I am Dr. Jordan. No underscores or anything like that. And then on Facebook, I'm at Catherine Jordan PhD and the same on LinkedIn, Catherine Jordan PhD. It has been a pleasure to have you, Dr. Jordan. We appreciate all of your time and the expertise that you've shared. And you all, thanks for listening. We will see you next week on Practice No Filter. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too.